Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this place. You're the reason that we're here this evening. We thank you in advance for what you are going to do. We thank you, Jesus. That's it. Just for a moment, let that come from your heart. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing, what you are going to do. We open our hearts to receive what you would speak to us this evening. Lord, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You're the reason that we're here tonight. I magnify you, Lord. I thank you, mighty God. I thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. It is an honor to be here at Antioch, and I give honor to this church, to this great leadership. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Pastor, the ministers of this church for allowing us to be here. I thank this church for all that you do for the cause of missions around the world. You are actively participating and sowing into the nation of Spain, and I thank you for all that you have done and are doing to see revival be spread throughout the nation of Spain. We are forever indebted and the souls are forever indebted for what you are doing and I thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you for all that you're doing here I mean it's so good to be with uh, my in-laws the Smiths my brother-in-law and sister-in-law the Favors Uh, I pastor a wonderful church downtown Barcelona that my father-in-law and mother-in-law founded uh, 19 years ago in the nation of Spain and it is an honor uh, to be with them uh, here this evening if you if you have your Bibles we're going to go to first Timothy chapter 6 first Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12 then we're going to jump over to Luke chapter 22 I give honor to my bishop brother Bishop Wright I appreciate him and all that he uh, has done for us for my family and I for the nation of Spain Um, His visits, his phone calls, everything that he has uh, done for us, I am forever indebted to him. And um, I'm thankful for his covering, and I'm thankful for a man of God in my life. Amen. How many are thankful for a man of God in your life? Amen. 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 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Going over to Luke chapter 22 and verse 31. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. That thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. He says, Simon, I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. How many want Jesus praying for you? I mean, it's good if it's good if you have Bishop praying for you, Pastor praying for you, your mama praying for you, grandma praying for you, but when Jesus says, I have prayed for you. There's something powerful. I want us to put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven one more time. Let's open up our hearts again to Him. Lord Jesus, we thank You for what You're going to do. 
I thank you, Lord, for your presence that we feel in this place. We open up our hearts, our minds, our spirits to receive what your word would speak to us this evening. I take dominion and authority of every spirit of doubt, every spirit of fear, everything that would be contrary to your word in the name of Jesus. I lose faith right now in the name of Jesus. We let, let your spirit begin to manifest in this place. Lord, move upon us as we open our hearts and receive your word in the name of Jesus we thank you in advance for what you are going to do in this place we thank you Jesus one more time clap your hands to the Lord he's worthy to be praised hallelujah hallelujah Jesus I worship you Jesus I magnify you mighty God hallelujah Jesus you may be seated in the name of Jesus. When we look at our text here, we see the 12 disciples, 12 men that had, had forsaken their jobs, had forsaken their families, and had decided to follow Jesus. And for the next three and a half years of their lives, Jesus, He was their everything. He was, he was their daily bread. He was the miracle worker. He, he, he became very predictable. Uh, with signs and wonders and miracles on a on a daily occurrence, the only unknown for these disciples at that time was was where was it going to happen and to whom was it going to happen today he was He was everything to them he was their light, he was their leader, he was their guide, he was their way maker, he was everything but here at the Passover, things were on the verge of changing and and not just some minor adjustment not just some minor change or a minor change to their lifestyle but a, a radical change that they should have expected but they really did not in fact unknown to them in just the matter of a few minutes their lives would completely change in such a way that they would never be the same again these these were the chosen ones that were there at a place of transition that would test them that would change them they, they would change them more than they could ever imagine they were sitting there at the Passover and they were sitting there striving about who was going to be the greatest. They were discussing lordship. They were discussing authority. There was a, a power struggle between a few of them and they were told that there was a, a betrayer in the midst and as they sat there at the Passover Jesus, he talks to them he gives them a commandment in Luke 22 and 28 he says ye are they which have continued with me in my temptation he looks at them and he says you have been the ones that have been closest to me you have been the ones that have been there when you have endured my trials you have endured my tests you have stood with me when everyone else has failed you have stayed with me when others have left me you have loved me when others have, have rejected me and have hated me you have honored me when people have despised me you obeyed me when others rebelled against my word and from the moment that I called you 12 men you you have proven yourselves you have stayed with me in thick and in thin you have stood the test of my temptations in the test of my life you have been there and in a moment's time things are going to change because it will no longer be about my temptations, but it will be about your temptations. And it will be the things that try and t- 
test you with fire. And it was at this point that Jesus is trying to open their eyes to the change that was on the horizon. And he, he looks at Peter and he singles Peter out and he says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired you that he may sift you as wheat. The Lord is looking at Peter and he he tells him, he says, Satan is beginning a sifting process and that sifting process is changing from me and it's going to you, Peter. I, for the last three and a half years, I have been the subject of the sifting. I have been the subject of the temptation. But, but you, Peter, you are on the verge of facing and becoming the object of trials and temptations. He looks at Peter and he says, Satan, he, he's desiring to sift you. He, he is desiring to put you through that sifting process to remove something valuable from your life. And, and the devil, he will try to, to break down and take this precious gift that we have within us. He will try to sift us and, and, and make it of no use by filtering it out of our lives. But the Bible says in verse 32, but I have prayed for thee. That thy faith fail not. He, it was there that Jesus declares the object of prayer for Peter. The object of prayer that Jesus prayed was for Peter's faith. That his faith would not fail. We understand the word of God tells us. What faith is in Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. We understand that Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek them. He he looks at him and he says, Peter, if, if you, Peter, are to survive the temptations without my physical presence, your faith must not fail. Your faith must not stop functioning. Your your faith must not be absent. He looks at Peter. And it says that Peter, he did not pray for Peter that, that Peter's finances wouldn't fail. He didn't pray that his health wouldn't fail. He didn't pray that his family wouldn't fail him. He didn't pray that his friends wouldn't fail him or his relationships wouldn't fail him or his courage wouldn't fail him or that his education wouldn't fail him or that his eyes wouldn't fail him or that his strength wouldn't fail him or his memory wouldn't fail him. He looks at Peter. He says, I'm praying the most important thing. You may lose everything else, Peter, but you cannot lose your faith. You may lose your friends. You may lose your health. But Peter, I'm praying for you that you hold on to your faith. That faith, that's the most important thing. It's the object of, uh, of Satan's attack. He tries to steal our faith. He, he'll go after everything else. But Jesus says, I, I prayed for you that your faith, you can lose everything, but don't lose your faith. It was beginning of the year 2018, this past year, I entered into the darkest hour that I had ever faced in my life and for the first eight months of 2018, I, I was faced with the, the biggest battle of, of my ministry that would cause me to, to question everything, everything. And it was just a few weeks after 
after being elected as the, the superintendent of Spain, that I, I thought that we were, we were going to lose around 20 churches in the organization and leaders who had been there, friends who had been there, pastors who had been my friends begin to turn and, and begin to look for ways to get rid of me. And as things begin to spiral out of control, we came under a spiritual attack that was literally suffocating. I would wake up every morning just trying to make it through the day, just trying to breathe. It was a suffocating attack. I, I would get up in the morning and my focus would just be just trying to make it through the day, just, just try to, to breathe. One night in particular, I was setting up in my bed and I, and I watched. I'm not someone who sees a lot of things, but that particular night I watched as a, a large figure walked into my bedroom, looked at me, turned around and walked out and, and fear gripped me. Fear fought me. Fear came against me. It was, I was on the train from Madrid to Barcelona or from Barcelona to Madrid one time where fear began to attack me and I, I thought for sure I was about to have a heart attack. I, I stood up on the train just trying to breathe and I thought to myself, my goodness, they're going to call my family. They're going to call my wife. They're going to find my body here on the train and they're going to call my wife and tell them that, that, that he's had a heart attack and died. Constant pressure. Constant not being able to breathe and just trying to make it through the night. I, I remember another particular night that I, I laid there and my wife asked, asked me, she said, are you doing okay? I said, no, I, I'm not doing okay. I don't know what's going on with me. I, I, I'm tormented and I, I tried to pray, but I couldn't pray. I tried to breathe and I, I hardly couldn't breathe. I finally called a, another pastor on the phone and I, 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 on FaceTime and I put the phone by my pillow there at night, one o'clock in the morning and I, and I said, I, I can't really, I can't really really pray for myself right now but if you would just pray for me if I can just listen to you pray I might be able to make it through the night and I laid there I laid there just focusing trying to breathe as I listened to that pastor praying over the phone with me just just trying to make it just trying to just trying to survive it was during that same period of time that after one of our services on a Sunday morning that one of one of the the, the the Sunday school teachers came running over next door and got me they said you've got to come Elena your daughter she she, she can't breathe we think she's having an asthma attack and, and so I ran next door to to the Sunday school and there she was crying she said dad I can't breathe I don't know what's going on I, and, and so I immediately told the, the, the our assistant pastor I said you take care of the second service I'm going to the emergency room I went to the emergency room the doctors checked her out they said we don't we don't know what's what's going on but we'll take you can go to see a specialist so we went to see a specialist and the specialist took and did some tests and gave her some some, some breathing treatments and and every time that she would pull out that breathing treatment, it was an attack against my faith. And I would pray, God, I, we're, 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 supposed to, we're, we're supposed to have authority over this, but, but I'm praying and nothing is happening. God, I, I'm praying and, 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 and my daughter still can't breathe. And I'm calling everybody. I'm calling Bishop. I'm calling everybody I know and praying and praying together and, and just trying to get relief. And I, I begin to notice that it was during, that during certain areas of the town that, that she, that my daughter would not be able to breathe it wasn't when she was running and playing but we would go into certain districts of our city and she would pull out that breathing puffer and 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 begin to try to breathe and and my wife she was 
She was more sensitive than I was at the time because I was a wreck. She said, this is spiritual. This is not physical. This is a spiritual attack. And I said, I don't know what it is. All I know is my daughter can't breathe. I'm praying and nothing's happening. And, and I don't know what to do. And, and, but as I begin to notice that with the different areas that, 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 that we would go into town, I noticed that, that, that she couldn't breathe. And we begin to connect the dots. And I begin to talk to her about what it was that she felt in those different areas. She said, I, I don't know. But when I go down to this downtown area, I, I feel like something is pushing me down. And, I, and all of a sudden, I can't breathe. And that, that's why I pulled out that medicine. And as we begin to understand what was going on, going on God delivered her and God God freed her from that as we begin to understand that it was a spiritual attack but it was one thing after another it was one night I I was tormented so much that I I couldn't I couldn't pray and and I thought to myself trying to 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 reason with myself you know you need to get up and 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 go take a bath or something and relax because you are going crazy and a voice spoke to me said you know there's a lot of famous people that die in the bathtub I said, I'm not getting in the bath tonight. (laughs) But fear, pressure, my faith was shaken. The devil came and told me revival was coming to a stop. That revival was coming to a stop in Spain. The work would divide. The the devil spoke to me telling me my children would be sick. He he would mock me and say, you're you're supposed to be a man of faith. You're you're supposed to be someone who prays for the sick and and they recover. But but it was in that time I could not feel faith. I I felt dead. I I felt depressed. I I would preach and I would feel nothing. I I felt non-existent. And my faith was, was being sifted. Why is it so important that our faith not fail? Why, why is it so important? Why does he go after our faith? When, when we look at the word of God, the Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God, whatsoever the seed of God, the product of God, whosoever is a child of God, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. So by birthright, when I am born of God, I I become a benefactor to every promise of the King of Kings. uh, I become a benefactor of my Father. And and when I am born of God, He overcomes the world. The Bible says, the Bible says in John 16 and 32, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall not leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me... Ye might have peace in the world. Ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So the word of God tells me that he already overcame the world. So when I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I become a child of God. And now I'm a benefactor to everything. So whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. How do I become a a benefactor of his victories and all that he has overcome I, I laid hold on the benefits that I have how do I lay hold on those of those benefits that I have inherited by faith the Bible says fight the good fight of faith I, I fight with faith in my father who has already given me the victory if Satan may be trying to take everything that you have and he, but if he can get your faith he, he'll consider it a victory he may take everything but don't 
Let him take your faith. He may lie to you and tell you that he's going to take your life. He may lie to you and tell you that he's going to take your family. You can lose everything, but don't lose your faith. The word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, for though we, verse 3, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Why? Because if your faith does not fail, if your faith, you may lose everything. But if you don't lose your faith, your faith has the power to restore everything else that fails. Your, 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 your family may fail. Your health may fail, but if your faith doesn't fail, your faith has the, the power to restore everything that has been taken from us. We, 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 we all pray for faith. We say, Lord, give us faith. Lord, give me, give me great faith. Lord, give me, give me increase our faith. Enlarge my faith. God, Lord, I want great faith. I, I want miracle working faith. Lord, I, Lord I, I, I need faith. Luke chapter 17, verse 5. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and, root and be thou planted in the sea and it shall obey you a, a small seed. Just, just, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit of faith. Mark chapter 5 verse 25, we know the story of the lady with the issue of blood. The Bible says a certain woman which had had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather, rather grew worse. The Bible says her health had failed her, her physicians had failed her, money had failed her, time had failed her, her friends had failed her, everyone had failed her. But the Bible says in verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole she had lost everything but she still had a little bit of faith that said if I can just touch his garment I know everything else is going to be restored you may have lost everything this past year but if you can just hold on to your faith and if you can just say if I can just get to Jesus I may have lost everything money may have failed me physicians may have failed me but if I can hold on to my faith it's your faith that's going to restore everything that has been taken he says he says in Luke 8 48 and he said unto her daughter be of good comfort thy faith thy faith has made thee whole so we can't let our faith fail because faith will restore your loss and will win your battle. Somebody said, well, I don't even know if I, if I really have any faith. I, 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 don't, I don't feel faith. I, uh, and there are, those times, there are those times that we do feel faith. And I, I like to feel faith, but we don't always feel faith. Faith is confidence in His Word. 
Faith is confidence in what He has said to us. Faith, faith, the Bible says God has given, dealt to every man the measure of faith in the Word. The Bible also says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So as I hear the Word of God, the, the more of the Word that, of God that you have, the stronger your faith is. It was in those darkest times in that darkest hour that I felt no faith I could not pray my trial away I could not fast enough for my deliverance it was a time I I had to learn to trust it was it was only after I survived the dark time that that I could see the purpose of God and the hand of God that came through and everything I I had to learn to trust God in that darkest hour that's where our our spiritual disciplines come in contact or come in come in into play because there are times where we don't feel faith and it's those times where we have to get up because of our spiritual disciplines and make it to the house of god when i feel depressed i've got to get to the house of god when I don't feel God, that's when I have to make sure that I'm getting to the house of God. When, when I don't feel like it, that's when I have to open the Word of God and, and get into the Word of God. It, it's when those spiritual disciplines have to kick in when I don't feel anything, when I can't see anything, when I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. That's where the fight of faith comes in that says I don't feel anything, but I have got a word from God. I know that He will make everything all right. I know that he will take care of me. Faith. We all want to be men and women of faith. But the only way that we get to have great faith is when we have passed through the trial and seen the hand of God. Because faith restores everything. I can lose everything. I can lose my health. I can lose money. I can lose everything. But if I lose my faith, then I've lost it all. I've lost everything. Because if I get down to nothing, and I still have faith, that faith is what's going to restore everything that has been taken from me. That faith is what is going to restore my health. That faith is what's going to restore my finances. That faith is what is going to restore my family. That faith is what is going to restore that relationship. I may have lost everything, but if I hold on to my faith. Jesus prayed that thy faith fail not. Your job, your car, your health. Your, your dreams, your, your, your children, your family, all of it might fail you. But don't allow Satan to sift your faith. This is your greatest test and greatest temptation. Your greatest test and temptation will be your faith. And when I have lost everything, but I still make it to the house of God, I have faith He's going to restore everything. When I have lost everything, I don't know how this is going to work out, but but I have faith, God. I don't feel you. I can't see you. I can't sense you. But I'm going to hold on to my faith this evening because I know what your word tells me. I know what your word has said. And though I don't feel anything in this darkest of hours, I know that your word is true. 
it was right before, leading up to that. My faith came under attack. It was the, the pre-sifting that happened. There was the sifting. I think there was a pre-sifting. I'm sure there's more sifting coming. <laughs> Post-sifting. <laughs> but I noticed one, one morning my son Lincoln, who's eight years old now, I noticed that he was having problems hearing me. And uh, I was leaving to go out of town. And I told my wife, I said, something's not right with Lincoln. I said, uh, you take him to the doctor and, and have him checked out because th- there's something not right. So she, she took him to the doctor and they did tests. And I came back a few days later. and She said, well, the, the, the doctors don't know what's going on. They want to do another test. They gave him some medicines trying to see if that will open something up. But they're not really sure what's going on. And. So when I got back into town, we made another appointment, and we went to the doctors. They put the headsets on. They did the testing. And uh, the doctor said, you know, he said, uh, your son is losing his hearing. He said he can't hear the decibel level. He can't hear the roar of a jet engine right now. And uh, I said, Lord, now, uh, this is not supposed to happen to me. <laughs> uh, we're we're, we're going to pray, and... And, and God's going to heal this. And, and, and the doctor said, I, I don't really know what to do. We can I'll refer you to a specialist. They can check uh, things out and, and try to see what's going on. But we really don't know what's going on. And so I began to pray and, and nothing was happening. I, I called. I, I pulled out the Rolodex of my phone. I called everybody. I called Bishop Wright. I had, I had the bishop praying over the phone. I called Lee Stone King. I had Lee Stone King praying over the fire. I, had it. I called everybody. And nothing, nothing was happening. I would pray nothing week after week after week. I remember going to one of our churches in the city of Saragossa. And my son sitting on the front row. And I'm preaching healing, preaching miracles. And the first lady who comes up, was deaf in one of her ears. And before anyone could even pray for her, she starts dancing and shouting. Her deaf ear has popped open. The next guy who came, he came up on this side. He had had a botched surgery. They had done surgery on his ear and something had gone wrong. He had lost his hearing. And as we begin to pray, his deaf ear opened up and the people are dancing and shouting all over the place. And my son is sitting on the front row and can hardly hear me preach. And I said, oh Lord, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get this one. I'm praying for everybody else. And my son is suffering. I prayed. and Nothing happened. Two months went by. Nothing happened. I'm praying and saying, God, what's going on? Things are just getting worse. Things are getting worse. And, and, and finally, I, I took a piece of paper and a yellow notepad. And I began to write down every miracle that I had seen God do of deaf ears opening. I began to write down one after another, one after another. I began to write them down. And I took that, that yellow notepad and, and that paper. It's still on my refrigerator. I put it on the refrigerator. And I began to pass by the refrigerator every day. I'd say, now, Lord, you did it for them. You're going to do it for my son. Lord, you did it for them. You're going to do it for my son. I'd pray and nothing would happen. My faith was being sifted. I said, now God, is this, is, does this really work? These, these people are, are, are testifying. They're getting healed, but my, it's not happening to my son. I was in Madrid. About three months into it, I was in Madrid. And there was a lady there as we began to pray for the sick. Lady who came up, she came dancing. She was holding this little card. 
and she's dancing. And she comes up to me dancing and she waves this card in my face. And I'm like, well, what, what's, what's this? She said, this is my card from the government. She said, I have been deaf. I have been legally deaf. She said, this is my card that shows I have been legally deaf. But God has opened my deaf ears and I can hear. And I said, well. I said, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And I turned around and I got angry. As she danced away, I began to yell and scream at the devil at that point. And I said, okay, devil, you have messed with me long enough. And I said, devil, if the Lord never heals my son, I am going to mess your kingdom up. I am going to pray for every deaf ear that I can. I am going to pray for the sick all over this world. I am going to wreak havoc on your kingdom. I don't care what happens. I am going to mess. You are not going to take my faith. I'm going to continue to pray for the sick no matter what happens. I went home, went home that weekend. My son's still the same state. And I went by the refrigerator that Monday morning or Tuesday morning when I got that back. And I, I went by and I, I went by the refrigerator and I, I put my hands on the, on the list again. No, actually, I took down the list. I took down the list to add that lady to the list. I took down and my wife was there in the kitchen. She was doing some stuff. And I wrote down. My wife, she's folding something, laundry or something, and she doesn't even look up. And she says, why don't you just go ahead and add Lincoln's name to the list? I was like, oh, ye of little faith, I guess. I guess I'll go ahead and add his name to the list. So I, I took that paper back down. I said, all right, Jesus, you did it for these other. I'm going to add Lincoln's name to the list. I added his name. I put the date, the month, and the year. And I said, all right, Lord, it's done in the name of Jesus. The next morning when we woke up, his ears had totally opened up and God had done a miracle. Don't worry about you. The devil may be trying to sift your faith. You may be in a battle. You may not know why God has hasn't done it yet but if you will hold on to your faith and know that God your faith is going to restore everything that has been taken you may have lost your health you may have lost your finances but if you don't lose your faith God is going to restore everything stand to your feet and clap your hands to the Lord hallelujah you may have prayed for some things and not seen it happen yet I don't have the answer to why I wish I could make up some spiritual answer and tell you why it hasn't happened yet but if you hold on to your faith Satan has desired to sift you. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Jesus said, I am praying for you. You're going through it, but I've already prayed for you that your faith fail not. Because if your faith doesn't fail you, then it has the power to restore everything. Rabo, Cosita, Rabo, Soto, Riabara, Y 
Someone needs to tell the devil, you may have taken everything, but you're not going to take my faith. You may have touched my children, but you're not going to take my faith. You may have touched my family, but you're not going to touch my faith. You may have touched my finances, but you're not getting my faith. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. It was... Remain, remain standing. It was, it was during a Tuesday night prayer meeting. In, in the middle of, in the middle of everything in the darkness. Brother Shelton came over. Brother Shelton came over, stayed in my house, make sure I wouldn't shoot myself. And we had a prayer meeting one night. And uh, in the midst of that dark time, we went. Out, I think it was a Tuesday night. We went over and just pray. Together. And I, I didn't feel God. I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't feel faith. But I, that night, as we began to pray, I took my daughter by the hand. My daughter who, she couldn't hardly breathe either. I couldn't breathe. She couldn't breathe. My wife couldn't breathe. We were just trying to survive. And I took my daughter by the hand. Brother Shelton was there with us. He was praying. It was, and we just just began to dance in the altar. I didn't feel anything, but with tears running down my face, I just said, "God, I'm, I'm just going to thank you because you're going to take care of everything, Lord. We're we're, we're going to get through this. I don't know how. I don't know why we're going through this." And my daughter, she just began to weep and cry, and we just began to dance together in 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 the, in the in the sanctuary that night. And there was something that began to break in the spiritual realm even that night as we began to dance before the Lord and say, "God, we're going to hold on to our faith. I don't know how this is going to end up. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if, if we're going to lose everything over this, but we have faith in you." And we're not going to lose our faith. So sometimes you just have to make that statement and take that stand and get out of your seat and say, I don't really feel anything yet, but I'm, but I'm not going to let go of my faith. I don't feel like dancing, God. But I'm going to dance tonight because you're going to take me through this. I don't feel faith, but by faith, I'm going to go ahead and start to dance and thank you for the victory. I may have lost everything, but by faith, I know it's going to be restored. By faith, you're going to take care of everything. (laughs) I don't know what it is that you've been going through. You may have been going through a dark time these last few months. But tonight, we're just going to push past that darkness. We're going to hold on to our faith. And God is going to begin to restore and to heal. You may have lost everything, but the reason you're here tonight is because you still got a little bit of faith. You may not feel it, but you have it because you're here. That's what got you into the house of God tonight was just that little bit of faith. You, You may not know where it came from, but you made it to the house of God. So there's still just a little bit of faith. And it's that faith that's going to restore everything. you've been dealing with that darkness lift your hand if you've been facing that darkness it was 
It was during that time I, 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 I paid an evangelist to come and to sit in my house. I said, you don't have to preach. Just sit in my living room and pray. Because I'm going to be back here laying on the bed. Because I, I, I didn't have strength to pray for myself. And I said, if you'll just sit in there. I said, just don't preach for anybody. Just come here and sit in my living room and just pray over me. Pray over my house. You may be in that same darkness, but tonight where God is going to push back that darkness, our faith is going to begin to restore. If, if you've been dealing with darkness, I want you to begin to come around the front. And here in the moment, we're going to begin to pray together, and God is going to bring deliverance in the name of Jesus. You may not feel like you have any faith, but the reason you're here is because you do have faith. If you need a miracle in your body, if you have sickness in your body and you need healing, I want you to come around the front. You may have prayed before, but we're going to pray again. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet, but we're going to pray again in the name of Jesus. We're not going to lose our faith. We're going to just keep stretching our faith. If you need a miracle tonight, you have sickness in your body, pain in your body, and you want healing, I want you to come around the front because in a moment we're going to pray the prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. If everyone could take two steps forward. Come. <laughs> Why has it not happened yet? I don't know. I still have that. That piece of paper on my refrigerator as a reminder of the journey that I went through why why I was putting other people people's names on the list and my own family was still suffering why I don't know I don't I don't have I think I have some idea Lord was working on me but I can't give you the exact answer I don't know so we may not know why we're going through everything we may not know but we're going to pray again. And God's going to raise us up. We're going to pray again. In the name of Jesus. The reason we're here is because we have faith. We may not feel faith. But, but we're here. So we have, there is faith because we're here. And so here in a moment. We're not going to beg God. But we're going to thank Him. Because worship is faith. Worship is faith. Worship says, even before I see it come to pass, I'm going to thank you for it. Even before I see the healing, I thank you for healing me. Even before I see you do the miracle, I thank you for doing the miracle. Worship as we begin to worship. Worship is faith. So here in a moment, when we begin to pray, we're not going to beg God for healing. We're not going to beg God for deliverance. You may not feel faith, but by faith, if you will begin to worship Him and begin to lift your voice, you may, you may not feel like dancing, but if you can get a little dance in your step and say, God, I don't really feel it, but God, I thank you for delivering me. I thank you for healing me. I thank you for raising me up. I thank you for restoring me. Your faith will has the power to restore everything. 
If you need a miracle in your body tonight, just lift your hand right where you're at. If you need a miracle of healing in your body. Thank you. If you are here and you have been dealing with anxiety and fear or depression, lift your hand. If you are here and you need an emotional miracle, you need God to do a miracle in either your finances or or your family, lift up your hand. Now I want us to lift up both of our hands. I want us to close our eyes so that we can focus on Jesus. We're going to lift our faces towards heaven because we do not come begging. We do not come with our head hung down in shame, but we come with our heads lifted up, ready to receive. And if you will begin to lift your voice and begin by faith to thank him for deliverance, by faith, thank him for healing, by faith, thank him for working that situation out, by faith, that's it, that's it just for a moment, lift your voices unto the Lord. Lord, I thank you for healing me. I thank you for taking that pain away. Lord, I thank you for taking that cancer away. That's it. By faith, I thank you for taking that darkness away. Right now, by the power and the authority of the Word of God. And in the name of Jesus, I take dominion and authority over every spirit of fear. Every spirit of anxiety. Every darkness. We push it back in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of infirmity every sickness and disease and I lose healing and miracles right now in the name of Jesus as you begin to lift your voice and praise him let the power of God begin to sweep over you that's it Lord I thank you that's it that's it that's it begin to worship him that's it by faith by faith begin to claim it by faith If you'd begin to minister to someone beside you, you don't know what they may be going through. You don't know what darkness they may be facing. But you begin to lose faith into them. Begin to speak words of faith and tell them we're as the body of Christ. Hallelujah. We're together on this. Hallelujah. The faith is going to restore everything. That's it. Begin to minister to one another. Begin to minister as faith is released. Faith will flow from you. Faith will go into them. Faith will restore everything. Miracles will happen. Restoration will happen.